Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. It's a special episode of Meet the Hollywood Press as we go inside the industry with producers of Fox hit series Empire. Plus, how Me Too is impacting TV, the state of diversity in Hollywood, and a speed round of this week's busiest topics. All that and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for January 20th, 2019. I'm Alina Vision, and now your host to Meet the Hollywood Press, Joseph Kapsch. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Hollywood Press. And we're branching out today with a special episode. Um, you know, for viewers that have stuck with us, and by the way, I should have said Aww. good afternoon to you good afternoon. before I went into that whole <laughs> it's all whatever good. I was trying to do there. It's all good. It's Alina, Sunday fun day. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. So to good you to too. see you. Good to be back. I'm excited for our guests this yes. today. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I'm more interested to talk to Two ladies Mm. to my left, so let me get to this, but really quickly, we're going to be doing like special standalone episodes now where we talk to producers and writers about the like issues facing the industry, topical stuff that is being buzzed about anyway in industry circles, and so we're very pleased to have to my left... Uh, Janika James, yes. producer of, and writer of Empire, and Jashika James. Right. I'm getting nervous because I said that. <laughs> before did, we got on air, did. I said it with an L, and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? So I literally got nervous. Welcome to Meet the Hollywood Press. Thank, Thank you. For Thank you for coming. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations on the five seasons, mm-hmm. season yes. five, and it's on fire still. Oh Oh my gosh, it's been a long time. I haven't been this excited about the show. I mean, I've stuck with it because I'm a loyalist, but mm-hmm. it's like the season one, it, it has the fire of season one, yes. but in a different way because now you're touching, we're going to get this later, but like on mm-hmm. these social issues and these really like deep topics where you're still weaving like the soapy camp, but then with real topic. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely yeah. love the show. You guys Congrats. kill it. Yeah. <laughs> to our room. Yes. yes. To our room. Yes. So here's what we're going to do. Just quickly, all of the um, stuff happening in Hollywood this week where we normally do a, um, you know, bigger segment. I want to just sort of go through some of the buzziest, kind of like a question, topical question, and then we'll move, we'll move on from this. So last night, obviously we're in the midst of Oscar uh, season and PGAs were last night. The big buzz, I guess, within the industry is just that PGAs was going to be Producers Guild Awards, for those who don't know, but um, was going to be a real determiner of where Stars Born really has chances now at actually going all the way. It didn't really, this season has kind of been very mishmashed, um, if you're following, but what were your feelings? Because again, right. <laughs> Producers Guild, to me, didn't, didn't ratify, like, it still feels all over the place. It does. It feels like different award shows are gravitating towards different movies. I mean, right. Green Book won. Green Book, obviously, yes. Yeah, which seems to be, I think, might be actually the front runner for Agreed. the Oscar. I mean, everyone thought it was going to be A Star is Born. Great movie. But I think Green Book has been kind of taking the cake on all of these. So mm-hmm. that 
That was what I got out of this, is that that has a steady train going. Yeah. Did both of you see Green Book? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. So, so thoughts? I, you know what it is? In, in, in uh, a field of um, movies that, you know, they're great films, they are heavy topics, really yes. emotionally draining, yes. it is like the light in a field of, yes. you know, dark dark topics. So I understand why it's, it's something that is hopeful, it's fun, it's enjoyable for audiences. I see why it's getting the awards this season. Why do you think it was able to, though, overcome that little blip? Because there was the two kind of controversy. Was yes. that that the show wasn't, the story wasn't authentic to what was actually happening, but then it was also the N-word being dropped by um, why is his name escaping the me? The writer? No, 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 the actor. The actor. Um, Vigo? Oh, Vigo. Oh, yes, Vigo. 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 Yes. Vigo during yes. a, yes, during yes, a yes, Q&A. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Usually that stuff can really kill an Oscar campaign. Yes. For some <laughs> way... Do you think it's true? Do you think it's because his um, uh, co-star Mahershala Ali like forgave him so quickly that it just kind of squashed it? I think I think Mahershala definitely had um, yeah um, dealings with it, but I I also think in the context because I had to read that uh, report and see what it was that he was saying. I think he was trying to he wasn't saying it maliciously. He was he was trying to make an example of make, prove make a, a point, point but it yes. wasn't the right point there are different ways that you could address that <laughs> yes, I, and I think that's what Mahershala said, said yeah, yeah right. no, exactly. I agree. Yeah. It's, right. it's like when Bill Maher thought he was going for comedic right. effect. It's just, it's never okay. It's never right. okay. Exactly. Never okay for the N word, never okay for the F word, never, exactly. it's just never okay. Exactly. Um, so, I think that Bohemian Rhapsody now, like it feels like it's that horse race between Rami and Rami, uh, yes. Bradley. Yeah. Yes. I, I guess they, that a lot of people are saying they want to see Bradley take the directing one if he has a shot. I just don't, I just don't think, Star, I think Star is born. I loved it. Mm-hmm. We gushed about it. Remember, I did yeah, like an eight-minute segment gushing yeah. about it. Yeah. I cried in the theater, but I just don't think it's going all the way. I thought it was good for his directorial debut. Right. He, I think he knocked it out yes. of the park, definitely. But when I saw it, because it came out earlier in the season, I was like, it's a great movie, but I was really looking forward to the other movies that were coming out. And normally, if it's something that I think is going to be a main Oscar contender, I'm like, no, this is it. It's going to yeah. win. Right. But I was looking forward to seeing other movies to see how it would stack up. And that's not to say it's, you know, yeah. not a good movie. It's a great movie. But I was still like, uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think just based on his performance, and I can see the, the um, I guess, uh, the conflict in both um, Rami and him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I this was the best performance I've ever seen for Bradley in terms of, like, oh this transforming into yes. that character. I was just like thrown by how like he really embodied <laughs> that yeah. character so I don't right, know right no they all did great jobs I think sometimes it's the momentum and then you become very clear like who's gonna win <laughs> like, yeah I, I remember watching Bill Street and I knew Regina King was gonna I, well that's how I felt I was like oh she's gonna get an Oscar okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean walking away from that film so I right. think you kinda know you know um, there's so much but also something with Regina King too there's so much love for her oh yeah. in the industry on the TV side. Remember, like Does even Brandon that year. Yes, yes, Mary. But no, she, she. Remember that year she won for something in TV, and she was legit blown away in yes. her seat. I love those wins because everything's so contrived, and it's always like the oh, oh my god. It's like the faking that you knew you won seven before this. You kind of yeah. knew you were going <laughs> to pick up the eighth, exactly. but. That's what I think is no fun. For me, as a 
person who covered trades and had to live in this for your consideration world, it's more fun now to watch them not being in the news, reporting the news of it. But because, like, I don't know every little, like, I have to now defer to, like, the Scott Feinbergs and the the columns at the different um, trades. But it's fun. It's more fun that way. I don't almost want to know. But as you keep seeing all of the drumbeat, it's always SAG. You know this. SAG, PGA is kind of like exactly. your your barometer. Right. Exactly. Golden Globes is like, I always say this, it's like 90, you know, eccentric people. Mm-hmm. It's the, yeah, yeah. I, mean, it's, I love that it's like the globe. It's like, it's just the party and it it's is. like, it's like it don't is. go by the globe. Let's go ever. have a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Okay, so do you have any Oscar favorites before we move on? Like anyone you're really pulling for? So you obviously I, just have Regina. Regina. I, I walked away from that film and we have debates about the film in our room all the time because a lot of people some people loved it and some people were like I mean it's okay and I I actually really enjoyed that film and I I love the moment that she was allowed to have in that film yeah so yeah I think that you you run the risk to when you win from like you won for Moonlight. There's always like those comparisons. You're like competing against your the shadow of yourself in a way more so than the films this year. Exactly. I liked it, but that's all I hear. It's I liked it, but I I liked Moonlight better. That's right. 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 That's exactly what we hear. Right. That's exactly what we hear. Okay. So the next topic, um, quickly, we. Bill Maher. I love Bill Maher, but like, what is matter? What's going on with Bill Maher? Yeah. Who knows? So, oh my, he has his moments. He's a man. He's a man. We love him. We love him. Let's be clear. It's okay, exactly. guys. But yes, he's you know, one Sen- of I don't know if he's like early uh, senior moments. More, he needs more pinko biloba. <laughs> but like some of the things, like he's a smart guy, and I like I watch him religiously. But I'm just like was so for just taken aback by this. So for viewers that maybe didn't catch Friday Night Show, Bernie Sanders' campaign had been accused the two his 2016 campaign in the New York Times report. Uh, that a lot of females from that campaign had reported sexual harass- incidents of sexual harassment during the campaign on the campaign. Sexual harassment. So let me just uh, tweet. So then Bill Maher went on to say he didn't really understand why Bernie was, and I'm paraphrasing here, was being beat up because it wasn't that bad of a sexual, that kind of right. bad of a se- what? Please take anyone take unless, this because I was there. He can never associate. Yeah, right. always, and like, unless you walked in a woman's shoes, her heels, her Louboutins, you can never. <laughs> yes. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's, 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 say it's, what is so bad and what's not so bad. It's the it's the inability to empathize and put your place in these women's positions to undermine it by saying, yeah. oh, it's not that bad." And um, it's also just a mansplaining thing. Um, yeah, and, I, and 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 you know, I, a lot of the times, I'm sure he's well intentioned. I think. I always find that when I see men and their knee-jerk reaction is to defend people who are sexual harassers or dismiss it, um, it, they tend to relate to the men in some way, you know, and not to implicate, you know, anybody anyway. But it's like you're relating more to the man and stepping in their shoes and trying to, you know, undermine and demean it. But it's like, no, you know, like, come on, come on. Do you at least think, though, we've gotten to a place where, like, we're sitting in a platform like this and as... uh, Females that work in the industry and and for higher profiles, do you think though that at least you feel more comfortable being able to like speak? Call it out? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Especially yeah. in our room, especially at our job, uh, and that's yeah. one of the things. I mean, our show in particular. Um, you know, Eileen Chaikin. I mean, yeah, she's love a, her. a precedent to have. You know, uh, uh, our. Um, 
the people, employees who work there, it's usually half and half, like on yeah. set as well as in the writers' yes, room. Okay. As far as you know, uh, male female ratio. Yes. Um. So we feel very comfortable and very empowered and very supported. And you know, the room that we created is much like a family. Mm-hmm. So even yeah. when you call right. somebody out, it's with love. It's with love. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, yeah, and right. we we Keep you know right. make each other aware, you know, of our perspectives and yeah. you know how we see things or you know, uh, yeah, watch what you're saying, bro. You know, but I mean, sometimes <laughs> right. you just call it out. But you know, um, I th- I think that I'm glad the Me Too stuff is becoming more prevalent. It's not going anywhere, by the yeah. way. Hello, and it should anywhere. not ever, ever, ever. Um, because no. I think it's really important for, especially for women coming up in this business, mm-hmm. to be cognizant of how powerful their voices are just by speaking up against things, uh, about mm-hmm. things that are, you know, done against you. Know, when you yeah. were watching that clip and of him, were you struck, though, by thinking to yourself, like, is this his real thoughts accidentally sneak like where he lies prince like you know uh right. on the issues or is it like a slip up like i didn't mean to say because to me it's like when people make gaffes like that it's more um a part of a larger like, like a subconscious over, yeah right i think I, I agree with what she was saying i think you know he does slip up sometimes yeah this i don't know if it was a slip up because i think there is a some part of him Ooh. that sides with yeah. the male, you yeah. know, in order to yeah. say that, there has to be even a little part of you that feels that way. Yeah. And um, like they said, you know, if you weren't there, you weren't a part of it, you can't diminish those women's voices. Yeah. And no. that's pretty much what he was doing and saying also that, you know, well, Bernie was off doing his thing, so he can't be responsible. Okay, if this had happened in Barack Obama's campaign, oh, hello, been dragged. Like, hello. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, by the yeah. way, I call bullshit. As the lead leader mm-hmm. of your campaign, it is your responsibility yep. to from set the, the head tone. To from the, the head tail. to You set the tone. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. In order for things like this to uh, an end to be put to stuff like this yeah you need to be at the top and getting involved you need to you be, exactly. you should be aware if you're at the top you should be the main person that's making sure that everybody is okay agreed yeah. agreed well that was like that that to me doesn't help his case to go well if you don't know about your own house and what's going on so you want to run, run everyone the country. Exactly. Exactly. in the country it, to exactly. me it's not no. helping your case it's to go no. i was kind of busy i didn't yeah. know it's no. like no own it own it Oof. right Okay, so that's Bill Maher's kind of, like, second big thing. Like, he's got to be really careful, because at some point, there's got to be a point where HBO's going to go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I mean, the difference when you see a millennial, like, to me, I'm a big Trevor Noah fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see, though, the difference in just naturally how a, a, a male his age presents himself and just in how he speaks of the... It's like, I wouldn't even imagine in a million years that that would even be uh, possible. Yeah, it's not. So it's just... And I know we're like, it oh, it's generational. generational. It's like, it's, but it isn't. It's like... But does it have to be really... Right. It's not that hard to be a dope, understanding, compassionate, good yeah. guy. It's just not that hard. I'm with Idris Elba. Like, are you worried about me too? No, I mean, if you are not uh, sexually harassing and assaulting people, you shouldn't be worried about exactly. me. Exactly. I mean, it's, exactly. it's not that difficult, guys. Get out of this Hollywood bubble. <laughs> Which brings me to my next topic. Now that got me in a big Facebook uh, argument <laughs> while I was even late because I you was like, like, in the car at the light. So Leslie Jones uh, came out and rightfully so. I'm so team Leslie on this one. Leslie Jones slammed that Jason Reitman is going to reboot yet again Ghostbusters franchise, but pick up 
the almost like uh, probably taking a page out of the Halloween, picking up the origin story from the original mm. 1984 one. And then ignoring, like, the female like the thing women. happened. So she came out on Twitter. Do you, do you I have, have the okay, tweet? Yeah, so Take she came away. out on Twitter, and she's pretty much said, so insulting, like, fuck us, uh, we didn't count. It's something Trump would do, in a Trump voice. Gonna redo <laughs> Ghostbusters. Better with men. We'll be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Uh, so annoying. Such a dick move, and I don't give a fuck I'm saying something. Yeah, good for, for her. her. Yeah. All I could say is good for her. Because Word. here's the thing, and this is what the argument was lying in, and I want to... It's not even... Because here's what the most of the white men on the chain that I was on would say. <laughs> that movie wasn't good, and it was, like, so subpar, and it, was a, it wasn't a big blockbuster hit. And I was like, how many male-led movies got a sequel that weren't good, were lukewarm? Right. Exactly. It's just... Mm-hmm. It, it's like... Females have to be on eggshells, and then they then they started invoking Ocean's Twelve, which was making me more pissed off. Oh I was my like, god! Like and look at whenever they remake, it's like it's it's a, it's awful yeah. because yeah. it's like <laughs> it, to me this is what it really stood for with Leslie. Mm-hmm. Not about the not about the quality of Ghostbusters, but about the yet again this little inkling of. Hollywood's Boys Club. Let's return to business as usual. Right. Let's go back right. to the male movie. Right. We're, we gave we them their chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, 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 that's yeah. what it is. Female we tried it; it didn't work. Yeah. Right. What's your so thoughts? Your writers, your producers. So it's like you come from it from a different perspective. What's your? I would hope, being that she is outraged and has um, um, brought this to light, mm-hmm. that they would at the least, as writers, producers, consider maybe trying to incorporate, incorporate them or just and don't yeah. act like they didn't exist that, well, because yeah. it is it to me as writers we to me the fascinating thing about what we do is that we love a challenge the challenge is when it's trying to incorporate new things um, when you when you dig yourself into a hole or push yourself into a corner how do we get out exactly. of it exactly yeah. so that- and let's be very clear if the okay if people have the opinion that the movie is bad okay it's not bad because women are in it like get no, over right. that like, that's what oh it my is. gosh I mean the guy the original Ghostbusters cameoed in the film like come on <laughs> <laughs> like let's be real for a second um, and they can have they can involve those women they can involve those characters and if they want to focus on another subset of the story but don't act like they just completely didn't exist like it's just oh this is just an off you know set you know sequel that we just don't talk about anymore that's crazy right. it was being so downplayed in the debate now online because it was just like well his father started the friend and it's like he just wants to pick it back up like it's so innocent like nobody in the entire room when they no, were talking about doing right. the project was like Ooh, we are in the midst of meat. We're, exactly. we're, yeah. we're neck like so eyeball just, high, and me too. You think this might be? A, <laughs> <laughs> want to push, pump the brakes a little it's, bit. It seems extremely tone deaf. Exactly. How about that? Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm Team Leslie. Keep just giving them how Leslie. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And then the last thing, and then we'll get to why you're actually here to just talk more in depth about TV, the TV industry at, yeah. at large. Um, there was updates, obviously, the R. Kelly the horrifying R. Kelly documentary now. Sony is has dropped him, but this is what I want to get your guys' read on. So it's Variety and, like, Billboard reporting that high-level sources are saying he's been dropped, but Sony's saying completely silent. What do you think that's... I want to ask oh. you first, because your your husband, as I said last week, is a music producer. <laughs> Spill the tea, Emily. I don't, I don't... This tea, I don't know. I don't know why Sony would keep quiet if it actually has happened, because yeah. people are calling for it. I think it's the right thing to do yeah. to drop him. So it wouldn't be like a bad PR thing for them to say, yeah, we have dropped him. So it's really curious to me why they're staying silent. Do you think it's because they're going to wait if he's actually, like, 
convicted. Yeah, like they just want to keep it mum, and it's like, why could that be it? It, that, may, be, it may be because they don't want to face yeah. a lawsuit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It sounds you, like that. What did you think about these radio stations that are now pulling his music? It's like kind of similar to Bill Cosby, what's mm-hmm. going on here. Mm-hmm. And by the way, did Empire ever uh, collaborate in music with R. Kelly? No. I mean, to put you on the no. spot. No, I mean, please. <laughs> we can officially say no, we did See, not. See, you can wear that with a badge. <laughs> and, 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 and proudly so, because yes. they were asked. And no, no, good. Problem, not okay. at all. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love that. <laughs> we do. We talked all about R. Kelly last week. I just wanted to bring that up, Nugget. And the other thing, my my favorite subject, or apparently our viewers' favorite subject. It went from Roseanne to, to Roseanne was my five week thing, and now it's Julie Chen Moonves and Les Moonves. So Les Moonves, you haven't heard the last of him. So he was denied his hundred and twenty million dollars severance. Um, and now he's suing. It was reported this week that he is suing to fight for it. So I don't have much more to say except, (laughs) I mean, his wife's working for the network still. Mm -hmm. He feels he's justified. Um, Mm -hmm. He, I mean, he really needs that 120 million, Mm -hmm. but any thoughts here? What would Cookie Lion say about this? <laughs> yeah, Cookie, Cookie, Cookie Lion would probably say, "I don't know if there's a judge in the world that would reward him for the right? behavior and how he treated women." My God, Cookie like, was a hosted down. We'll leave it there. And now he I want to get in. Be a room with her. Oh no. my God, <laughs> we need female executives like, like that. that. Cookie yes. Lion needs to go run CBS. Exactly. She just made Shit. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I'm just pulling up something here. I'm sorry. Pardon me. Because I want to. Cookie Lions. Okay. So I want to start with now, you two lovely ladies were featured in a recent photo shoot for Hollywood Reporter. So tell us a little bit about that and what that, and how that, first of all, what it was all about. Because it was like amazing to see that. I used to, full disclosure, used to work there. Tell us about what that was all about and how that. Came about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We um, were part of a group um, called BWB. Yeah. Um, it's a uh, black, black women's writers, writers who group brunch. who yeah. brunch. And it was started by Erica Johnson and KJ. Oh, I'm blanking on KJ's last Carol. name. Mm-hmm. And KJ Carroll. Uh-huh. And Lena Way. Mm-hmm. And um, what it is, is just, you know, it started out as um, a couple years ago, only 12 uh, black female writers. And they wanted to, they found themselves having different executives or, you know, other writers approach them and say, hey, we need, you know, black females for this. Do you know anybody who, because I know you're busy. Do you know anyone who may be interested? And they're like, yeah, we need to start um, growing our network of peers so that we can be the ones to help provide other women's opportunities that we have been afforded ourselves. Nice. So, yeah. So it's and one of the members that. of the group, Latoya Morgan, who's also a writer, um, she uh, knew one of the reporters there, Rebecca Sun, and told her about Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I think after um, we had a, a trip to Palm Springs that we're yeah. now going to be doing annually where we get together and hang out. And nice. They saw our picture on Facebook and we were like, oh, wow. And we're like, yes. We, we do exist. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody who's looking yeah, we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, and um, oh you know, they linked up and um, they wanted to do the feature on everybody. And it was just such nice. a, it was a beautiful, uh, just a great moment to just see your peers and, you know, everybody came, you know, fresh, ready. And I, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's so, everybody was just so beautiful. So yeah, nice. it was fun. Mm-hmm. The interesting when I saw that shoot, it's like, as much as it, I love the visibility and it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And now you just wish that like, when are we going to get the time where like, 
we don't need shoots like that because it's just right. it's a level normal. playing it's field. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I hope um, in my lifetime, please. I'm, yes, 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 yes. And I'm hoping sooner rather than later as more young people get their own shows greenlit. Yeah. I think it's more um, intrinsic, just, just natural for us, just organic for us to work in diverse settings than it is from some of the old guard. Yeah. <laughs> some right. of the old guard. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this is something that inspires people to... Uh, uh, do more about diversity. Diversity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so starting with now, um, Empire. You both have been there the full uh, duration. Season. I have been there full she since has. season one. Season, season one. two. Season, season two. two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you joined season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tell me now, because the Me Too uh, movement broke in the midst of, like, halfway through. Yes. Tell me just uh, off, to start off this conversation, what have, what have been, like... T- Three, two of the biggest things you've seen change, both as a result of behind the scenes of a TV production, Mm -hmm. and then on screen as a result of the Me Too and Times Up movement. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of uh, ladies have just been empowered, and even within our own social networks, to just speak out and call out and let people become aware of you know the 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 people who are. (laughs) guilty of this yeah. um, that you may not be aware of. Um, yeah. I Just things like that. Like, we're being made aware of people that we should never be in business with or work with. with one that, of the things is, is that important. we're having conversations um, about it in our room. And, and you know, like, to because, you know, like, everybody does, isn't of the same mind, but even some of the men are kind of saying, yeah, this is this is really messed up. And I never looked at it this way. I never looked way. at it this way, yeah. but now I understand. Uh, so I think just even having the conversation has right. been a big deal. Yes. Um, I think people are definitely more cognizant of how they approach folks, um, for sure. Yes. Um, which, trepidatious at times, too, which is always entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. but, yeah, you have to be cognizant and know, I mean, it's, it's not that hard to treat it's people really well. Not. It's no, not that hard. it's not that do hard. Do unto others as you would have them do it, unto to you. To me, you probably spend a lot more energy, you know, <laughs> just going out of your way. To make somebody else uncomfortable. It's That's true. <laughs> In the writers' room at Empire, how many how many total writers? Okay, mm-hmm. right now at this season we have thirteen, and we've gone as high as fourteen, as low as twelve, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the split between uh, male female ratio? It's always 50-50. Yeah. It is 50-50. And our show, again, you know, I'm going to give it up to Senna Hamry and Eileen Chaikin, as well as Lee and Danny uh, when the yeah. show started, for making sure that we had representation, you know, in terms of our male-female dynamics, but also with people of color. Um, yeah. You go onto our set, I, it is one of the most diverse sets you have ever seen. Um, and I mean, hair, makeup, hair, makeup, costumes, costumes yes. camera crew. You know, we have our girls. Design, you know, hang, you know, holding the cameras. You know, grip, grips, female grips. It's just, awesome. it, which is, which is foreign to the majority of our industry. Yeah. I wish they would do like a, a spread on our crew. Uh, you yeah, know, like, on, our yeah on our production because you hear that everybody. No, seriously, because it's unlike anything that you've ever seen, and it's the best thing ever. You know, I remember I think Brie. Um, Who's doing? Who's playing Captain Marvel? Was mentioning how her first time shooting. I think that she had was on a diverse set or shooting a film. I think with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. She was talking about how like oh my god like she she was like I don't understand how our industry is so segregated <laughs> and I'm like yeah, yeah it really is you know and she's been working since she was seven years old so the interesting thing is like um, when you think about Lee Daniels and Shonda Rhimes I point to they were kind of always ahead of the curve like yeah. champions yeah. for. Mm-hmm 
diversity, but not even just like the story, the untold stories, the people like really showing what like America and the world at large really mm-hmm. looks like in the stories, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like a watershed moment in the sense that they now now everyone else came along. Yeah, like oh yeah, see these stories really are yes, good. We really exactly. can tell and these it, stories. And it works. Yeah, it does work. <laughs> yeah. um, so now, was there did, like conversations in terms of like how you would? Would, did storylines say have to be altered or reconsidered because of the culture we live in and the sensitive culture? Like, how sensitive is that when you guys are coming up with storyline? Or do you? Well, go ahead. We, we try to we and here's the thing: in every writer's room, there's always a debate about you know the stories that we're telling. What are we saying? How are we presenting our characters? But we tend to not shy away from stuff like that because yeah. it's always been Empire. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of go there. I mean, the first season. Jamal was being put in his uh, trash can because he was in his mother's high heels by his father. Yeah. So I think, um, I think with, with the envelope is, is kind of in the blood of the show. The exactly, of the show. exactly. Yeah. And 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 with that being said, I, I would hope that because of this movement that's going on, we would infuse that into more of our narratives. Um, um, going forward, going forward, yeah, yeah. And now, because you produce, also do the, but you also write. Do the writers, the rest of the writers, on site where you guys are in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that common for most TV shares, or is no, no, it's, it's not, it's right? Not, it's not. So we're the writers' room is actually based in Los Angeles, okay. and okay. we shoot in Chicago. So every okay. time a writer writes an episode, they fly out to Chicago to shoot. Nice. Okay. 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 Looking forward to being in the snow, but. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's not a common thing. It is becoming um, a thing because I think the tax, tax breaks, break. you know, they shoot in yeah. money. It's always Chicago. Yeah. Money. It's always about the green guys. Yep. Always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to that? Um, no. Uh, no. Those questions. <laughs> okay. So my next thing is just diversity and women's progress at large mm-hmm. from a producer because I we did see that embarrassing report about direct. It just the director thing still just oh is an Achilles heel. Yeah. yeah. So just at large, your thoughts like how where are we at the state of diversity and this just in all positions you know your right, guys yeah. positions but like give me a read I will on tell that. you um, one other thing again you know credit to Lee Danny and Eileen for setting this tone the first mm-hmm. season but one thing that they were very cognizant of is making sure that we have women um, and people of color uh, a huge slate for our directors so yes. that's not an issue but I do I, I, I feel like I wish again I would like a, a crew picture so that People can see for other shows what and just it's really what it's like, really like and just know that like yeah. it, it you it will infuse your show. You know what I mean? It, it's Absolutely. not gonna right. It's not I, gonna I don't take know if there's, a, if there's a stigma that all. you know. Oh, we yeah. can't because the they're not good the and this is not. But no, it's a whole bunch of it's the smoke and mirrors. Um, no, and and at, it's so funny that you brought <clears> this up. We actually had a brunch with our BWB group yesterday. Oh, nice. And, mm-hmm. Um. um we, we had a brunch with them, and it's one of those things that I always think about, and I see this room full of beautiful, colorful women, and I'm like, why isn't that the case everywhere? Everywhere. And why isn't that everybody's experience? Yeah. What it should be? Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like as much as, as it's nice to have that photo shoot to say, hey, we're here, yeah. it would be much nicer if when we look at other rooms... 
um, if we look at other rooms and we see as much diversity as we see in those rooms, yes. you know what I'm yeah. saying? I um, um, and we there was actually a member who started a movement, a social movement, on show us your room um, so that we could see newsroom, yeah, or yeah. writers' room, or writers' room too. Okay, how, how diverse it is, and 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 it, it can't just be in the writers' room or. On camera, it needs to be in the executive ranks. That's also it needs to, oh it God, needs yeah. to be at the studios and the networks. To be completely yeah. honest, and, everywhere and in the newsrooms, as you just said, in journalism, because that also plays a role in terms of how we're covered. And the lens, exactly. Yeah, the lens, the lens, the lens needs to be diverse mm-hmm. in terms of. And yeah. then, dare I say, the talent agencies? Oh my yeah. God, because <laughs> that's where it yeah. all starts. Absolutely, because it's like they're the ones packaging it. They're the ones <laughs> wrapping. It's just like, mm-hmm. and that is probably the whitest. Yeah. Part of right. Hollywood. Right. Oh, yeah. Probably gonna change. <laughs> Thank you. For, this has been our last episode. <laughs> we're all gonna get calls from our reps. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, so my this is interesting for me because I, I as a white guy. So when you're doing a show that is predominantly based in. It's it's urban and it has to write characters to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Do you struggle then in a reverse way where hard to find uh, white writers that can actually like write properly Funny for? Enough, no. Okay. No, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it, I, and I'm not even asking that to sound like no, a dumb. Like, I'm asking no, no, legit. But it's yeah. a good question, and it's like it's also like it should be the same reverse. It sh- there should not be this idea that. Oh, we as a black anyone. person coming into the room, you need to come and speak for only the black characters, or that <laughs> you can't write as well for we're people. And I think that's that's why we yeah. do the job that we do because we okay. like to step in other people's shoes and be and able to explore the human explore condition, share narratives about their experiences. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then, my other thing is female. Uh, is there a pledge within like Empire with this whole pay disparity uh, thing that was going on, or can we not speak about yeah. that? <laughs> Okay, we can't speak about that. that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. We're gonna have you back, part right. two. Right. <laughs> okay, so then let's talk about it at large in the industry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um where do you think we're at? I mean, I personally think we're not there. We're not close to there. Um, it's problematic. And again, um, it's gonna studios be- and networks should be looking at, you cannot complain about a president who operates the way that he does if you don't seriously take a look at yourself in the mirror. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. He's only able to do what he does because somewhere out there, there's somebody else that's mirroring his exact Right, exact. right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's get to more of the show because it does play in yeah the juicy stuff (laughs) well first of all what I've liked about this season you're touching like really deeper topics and also nichier uh, topics like the whole Jamal HIV but it went deeper in a way and I've obviously I think because Lee is knows this community um, it really was real I want to run a clip really fast to set this up and then we'll talk it's with Kai and Jamal of a parcel truth you know that Truth conquers all, Jamal. Baby, it's not the no, same. Baby, listen it's not me. the same. Jamal, listen to me. I know myself, and if I don't release this story, I'm going to end up resenting you for asking me to kill it. So that really played touches us because journalism, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you're really caught between, like, the if truth? you, you know, he knew he had a story about that. But why don't you set up better for the audience mm-hmm. here? 
this storyline with Jamal and Kai? Because mm-hmm. you've, you've been close to it, obviously. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's actually um, one of my favorite parts of this season. Yes. Because Jamal is such a beloved character mm-hmm. on our series. Played by Jesse Smollett. Yes, played by the lovely, incredible Jesse Smollett. And to see him find true love with somebody who is HIV positive yeah. has been uh, very re- revelatory um, to in our room, but also to our audience, which yeah. was really important to us mm-hmm. um, um, to kind of remove the stigma around HIV. Yes. Um, and and really show that, yeah. And, and, and one of the my favorite moments, actually, from this season was when Kai told Jamal that he was HIV positive. And Jesse actually did this thing where, and it's on screen, where he was like, well, I'm sorry to inform you, I'm negative. Like, which was, I just yeah. thought was so brilliant and so beautiful because it's like, yeah, like, yeah. let's take that off and start loving people. <laughs> There's a I mean? lot of stigma. Well, like, that's what the thing, it, it, in the gay community, it's sort of gone to a point where it's not a, a, it's so much a it's physical. Not, it's like it's there's medications that are so exactly. advanced, exactly. but it's a still a social. Exactly. It's more than anything. It just changes the yeah. So the way you're playing the story I, has hit so many chords, and it's exactly. really. Do you guys write specifically to that storyline? Well, we write all the storylines, but one of our episodes this season was episode five when Cookie found out that Kai was. Okay. Yeah, we okay. wrote the episode where he, where she, um, with our co-writer, co-writer Jamie, Jamie Rosenberg, Rosenberg. <laughs> um, when she found out that Kai was HIV positive, and it was. There, it was a surprise for I'm sure for the audience for Cookie, but not really because she kind of represents the audience in a way where it's like, yeah, I mean she she was concerned. She was genuinely about, like, you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah like, she was like, concerned. No, that's what, a like, what are you from? doing? But then we allowed Cookie to educate herself. Yeah. By kind of finding out, you know, well, what is prep? What is you know things that you know a lot a large part of the black community is unaware of. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? So um, I mean, was, I I found out what prep was by watching How to Get Away with Murder. You know what I mean? So I think. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Right, right. So it's just really important, I think, just to kind of get that information out there, but also be true to our characters mm-hmm. yeah. and how, how it impacts, you know, their journeys going forward. So when you come up with, like, these kind of, like, um, uh, human interest uh, issues where you're hitting, like, real issues, how was that... How did that come to pass? Well, you know, funny enough, it's something that Jesse wanted in the show since like season one. Like okay. he really wanted to hit that, um, and 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 I think it just took it being at the right time. Yeah, um, we're in season five now. We've been with these characters for a long time. We yeah. trust them. Um, and, and, and also, you know, like you just said, you know, when the show started, you know, we were crazy out there, so, you know, zany. Oh, absolutely. And I can, I can only, <laughs> right, and I can only imagine how a different HIV story probably would have been told in season one than the one that we then were able to tell now. in season yeah. five, which no, is beautiful. You're right, like the character development, like you're invested in the characters. Yes. You still weave in that, like, to me, first season was just all, all about, like, cookies, one-liners, yes. and just cookie, cookie, cookie. Boo-boo kitty. Yeah, boo-boo kitty. <laughs> shocker. Which we yes. love. Yeah, yeah, bib, but, all types of craziness. This, touch, <laughs> <laughs> this touches your heart, like, this pulls your heartstrings, and then you still keep the, the flair and the... Yes. We try. Do you find yourself crying a little bit more? I do. It's yeah. a sadder season, yeah. but in a good way. In it's a just good way. touching, you know? Um, And we're going to get to the next thing with Cookie's sister. So, like, I want to run that clip when they confront the sister. Oh, yeah. No wonder they got separated. Separated? Why did she tell me? What the hell is this? 
pull your sleeve up, Candace. What? Just do it. Don't touch me. Candace, please. I will not. Okay, damn it. How long has Kevin been beating you, and why didn't you tell us? You are out of your league and out of your mind. Nobody is kidding me. Not Kevin or anyone. Excuse me. Okay, coming back in from that. The um, casting here, by the way, they really are like sisters. Vivica, all those women. I was, yeah. I'm like, I, I will watch the show all day, every day. It's so good. good. Taraji P. Henson and Vivica Fox, they can have their own spinoff, and I'm here for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love them so much. So, again, another story. Like, again, a, fem- a, a female being beat by her husband, trying to conceal it from even her closest loved ones. It was told... You're so used to the over-the-top stuff, too, like going through, uh, what's her name, uh, falling over the glass, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is all great, and it's got that soapy right, uh, right. that soapy uh, drama. But this, to me, is just like touching issues that are real yes. Yes. in and a it, real way. And it was okay. actually, it was actually, it was not her it's husband, it was, it was her son. Yes, who had, that's right. Yes, who had mental health issues. No, no, no. And it this was actually particularly special. Um, it came up from one a of, real story. from a real story from one of the writers in our room. Oh wow! Um, who um, had an aunt have to call the police on her son, who was then arrested, and then I think he died um, when he was in the cell. Oh god! Um, something happened, and um, it's just one of those things. I think that you know you would fight with like. Okay, if I don't call the police, I I run the risk of losing being, my life. Losing my life. Yeah. But if I do call the police, I run the risk, risk of my son or somebody close somebody. to me losing their life. Um, and it's a difficult position that you know black and brown people find themselves in a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Cookie once again um, was able to speak to that. Like, who do we call? you know, when we need protection. And I think it was it was just really beautiful. All three women, I mean Vivica killed it. Killed it. She killed it. Um mm-hmm. to to feel the betrayal she felt from her sister calling the cops in that moment. But in that moment she didn't know what else to do. They so. gave her a little face the truth of her own. Exactly. So she so what can you tell us about when it returns on March sixth? Ooh. <laughs> Give, us some yeah. Give us something. We have some good things coming up. I mean, as you guys saw at the um, end of the midseason, um, we find out that Lucius has a son that he has previously had with Ugh. another woman. So I Kingsley, think- Kingsley is the character played by played, played by, by AZ. AZ. Yes. So um, I think you can expect a little bit of a fracture between Cookie and Lucius. You know, we'll we'll have to work our way through that journey. But yeah, it's yeah. a great. That was a great. Uh, twist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, needed, it needed that. Yeah. It's like there's just something so cool about like the way that they've you guys have weaved in and out of like adversaries and it keeps taking like yeah, it gosh. was Felicia Rashad and the you know yes. the fa- the power yes. of families versus power. And thing. now it's like uh, uh, you know an, uh, the white sheep quote. Exactly. You know, for right. the, exactly. The white sheep of the family yep. coming in and it's just it's really good. Completely unexpected. I'm like gushing. I'm fanboying out oh here but gosh, it's just it's, it's never been it's, it's like to me again season one was like I I think most shows that come out right. the gate like Empire basically restored remember at the time it came out restored faith in um <coughs> excuse me <coughs> I'm sorry restored faith in appointment viewing yes. Yes. yes and I love it how everyone you know that's why rating articles too because again working in trades and seeing that it's like the minute 
that it like of yeah. course the show is gonna settle yeah. in um, yeah. you know exactly. season five we Desperate Housewives a, did too yeah. we had a meteoric rise season one every single week so mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's, it's like yeah when it's like so high it's hard to okay so just tell me like any other um, final thoughts like this season that you want us to know about viewers to know about um, I'm very excited um, for upcoming episodes, for the fun, um, I would we say. Have, our artists are going on tour. One yes. of my favorite couples, I'm into the couples, uh, one of my favorite our favorite couples this season is Kai and Jamal, so there's yes. going to be something very special coming up with them this yes. season that I can't uh, wait. So they're going to stay together. <laughs> because, you know, because he's like, he goes into those danger zones, so you let Jamal know if he needs like an entertainment <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> No. <laughs> but, um, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll follow that. I love the Kingsley. Thank you so much for coming here because oh it was really gosh. good to get some perspective just from like top show producers. So proud of everything oh, you're doing over thank there. Thank you. you for coming, yeah. Alina. Can you please tell our viewers where, where they to can find, find us? us? Yes. <laughs> so you guys can find us on Facebook and uh, YouTube obviously yes. at MTHP on Apple Podcasts as well rate us like us give us those reviews um, you can follow us on Instagram at Meet the Hollywood Press and on Twitter at Meet the HWD Press yes and I just want to say thank you ladies for all that you do for the culture <laughs> for you. everything for yes it was amazing <laughs> so having much. you guys here follow them both uh, Insta your Insta handle oh I am Jan- uh, at Janika James on Instagram and I am at Jashika James on Instagram. And tune into Empire March 6th when it returns on Fox. Thank you everyone for watching us. Join us next week for another Meet the Hollywood Press Sunday Fun Day. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.